gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap-Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson, and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages, and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs, and learn something new each Friday at 10 a.m. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Friday Wrap-Up. Hi, guys. How are you? It's always, it's always fun. The when Friday we... wrap-up on a Thursday. On a Friday. <laughs> True. On a Thursday. The things, mm. that people, the things that people don't know that they need to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, what a week. I mean, k- kicking off from last week, I feel like uh, the audio issues leading into Halloween, the full moon, uh, a lot of craziness, I feel like, this week. All the crazies have been out. All the ghouls, all the goblins. Uh, you know, even the little audio goblins have... Uh, trick-or-treated on our show last week <laughs> right on our parade they did a little trick-or-treating <laughs> what, what, what did you guys get up to for halloween um oh man I, my neighbor came up my neighbors came over with their uh two their two little ones and okay. uh we, we just kind of put together a little gift bag for the two of them and uh set up a uh, a pinata and a hanging from a jolly jumper out on the street for them to smash and get them gagged <laughs> out of. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was my, uh, that was my Saturday. That's good. Yeah. I uh, stopped by Dave's and missed the pinata. Unfortunately, I must've left before the uh, sticks came out. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I did that. And then, uh, uh went to, uh, to a friend's and, uh, had dinner and uh, watched the shining. Uh, oh. I never, had never seen it, believe it or not. Come on. Yes. Know. You know what? Anna hasn't seen it either. And I keep oh, saying man. it's like such a, it's like three hours. So you have to plan it and you can't do it at night unless you're like, it's early. Yeah. Yeah. I think we started like six thirty seven. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was great. It actually kind of reminded me of, um, what's that one with, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Shutter Island. It was kind of that, yeah. that kind of, you know, gets yeah. Dark it's psychological. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh, not great just... week. Great week. I've been, uh, you know, personally uh, refocusing on the uh, on the eating habits. Good. Uh, Halloween Good. is very, uh, you know, problematic as far as candies and bite-sized treats. Um, <laughs> Do you go through your sugar nice. your sugar rush? You no, get all. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually not bad with sugar. I find just uh, myself personally, booze is definitely a, a key component of just like. I find yeah. I go, I kind of go down in, in waves the summer and the patios tend to, uh, you know, bring on the glum chum. Um, so I find if I, you know, limit the booze, limit the bread, limit the noodles, uh, just try to get the whole foods back in me. Uh, I notice a profound difference in my overall, you know, behavior, personality, the whole nine. So I've been trying to get back into it. You know, I feel like it's a falls a good time for change and, uh, why not? Why not? Good stuff. Well, uh, since you asked, uh, we had a great uh, Saturday with the family at, uh, at our place. With uh, you parents. We, had a, we had a uh, we had a little costume party, little costume for Halloween, and I was dressed as Sergeant Short Pants. Oh, that was I, amazing! Yeah. Did I send you that pic? Oh no, you saw no, that. I one. wish we had it. I wish Steve could throw that up. Right yeah, now. it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fun. And uh, there it is. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh. Oh wow. Editing. Oh, wow. <laughs> But other than that, yeah, the week's just been uh, as usual, you know. So, uh, sorry for not asking, Greg. We love your family. I love you. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. no. Uh, the week, as far as real estate, has been uh, equally busy, equally crazy. You know, there's been um, 
just still a lot of a lot of people shopping. Rates are, you know, honestly just keep getting lower and remaining low. And um, it's just kind of yeah. I mean, we're just kind of waiting for it to to change, and it just kind of keeps dipping. Um, someone know, called, someone called me the other day and said they got a five year at one point six nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's insane. Sure. Could have gone wow. on one six four, but but uh, that's fine. Wow. For those for clarity on those, uh, the best rates are putting less. For ironically enough, putting less than twenty percent down, you'll t- you'll get a better rate at five percent down than you will at twenty percent down, which sounds absurd, but uh, but that is the case. The banks offer lower rates when it's insured. When it's insured and they're lending more. Yeah, I get it. It's as if it's someone saying if, if Greg's got $100,000 to lend and uh, Dave says, hey, uh, you know, I'll, I'll put some insurance on the back end. So if, if uh, Paul doesn't pay that 100000 back, we'll just give it to you. We'll give it all back to you. So to them, the bank has zero risk, right? They, they're, they're insured. So if you decide not to, if I decide not to make my mortgage payment, they're getting their home mortgage back anyway. So they literally have no risk in lending their money. Whereas if you put 20% down, typically, you know, sometimes they do insured on the back end for themselves on their own like book of business but to the client they're not paying an insurance premium for cmhc so it's considered uninsured and because of that the banks deems it to be riskier because they don't have that insurance on the back end you know to, to reimburse them if someone doesn't pay so even though it's 20 percent delta and the odds of the market crashing by that much and and then the client not being able to pay like the, the economy would have to you know be in the mud um that's really that's that's really valuable information because some people think like they're like no I don't want to pay insurance but then in the grand scheme of things well you know, it's not always better I mean we've done lots of calculations for people like should I put nineteen percent and get the lower rate or should I put the twenty percent and, and not pay the premium and and every calculation I've ever done has proved to be more beneficial to put. Um, to 20% down and not pay that CMHC premium. Ah, okay. uh, but but, it, but it's really important to keep these things in mind when you're talking about like, oh, I got a 169, you know, people, maybe not the water cooler anymore, but, you know, around the uh, fire hydrant uh, when they're walking their dogs uh, at a socially <laughs> distant, uh, you know, two meters. Um, <laughs> you know, when they talk about the rates they're getting, uh, it's important to consider like, are you refinancing your home? Are you doing a line of credit? Are you uh, are you self-employed? Are you in a rural area? Like there's a whole, there's a whole plethora of things that come into play when you're talking about rates and and the main difference when you're talking when you see a really low rate like that it's definitely an insured purchase meaning they're putting less than 20 percent and they're buying a new house they're okay. not they're, you know they're not buying a rental property they're not they're not refinancing right. the right. cottage you know they're not doing anything yeah. crazy uh it's a very straightforward likely government employees or salary people so you know straightforward file uh and and the likelihood is there's probably conditions in there that they can't, they, you know, they might not be able to port that mortgage. Um, they might have a huge penalty of, say, 3% if they, if they do break in the five years. Like, there's a lot of asterisks that can be associated with those rates, too, which is really important to keep in mind. It's great info, Paul. And rent. Um, <laughs> these, are, these are literally, these are the conversations we have, right? Because clients call us and they're like, uh, my friend said they got a 174 yeah. uh, yesterday from so-and-so. It's like, oh, they probably did, but, you know, their situation is... This and this and this and this, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, but yeah, going back to last week, as far as, you know, we were talking about rent to own, and, and I actually had a few people rejudge me after the show saying, I hope you guys kind of pick up where you left off because that was, uh, I think people were finding a lot of value in that comparison kind of month to month as far as, um, you know, what, what it looks like. Well, basically what you're already paying renting the month to month cost is 
almost equivalent. It's really the, like I said, that kind of barrier to entry last week. It's really getting in the door, you know, uh, pun intended. Um, well, unintended, but worked. Uh, so, uh, getting in the door is uh, is that down payment, right? Because the month-to-month cost is really almost comparable, or there is comparable, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really you know like we we kind of discussed last week. It's really you know people figuring out what the, their budget is, figuring out you know saving, setting aside, you know setting up that you know savings plan, or or utilizing some of those other you know kind of uh, tricks that we kind of talked about last week of you know getting an RSP loan, um, you know, and getting that factored into your qualifying, but getting money, you know, RSP loan contributed and then pull that out as a first time home buyer, uh, under that, you know, RSP program, you know, things like that, but, but certainly setting up, you know, early stages, number one, if it is a goal years, like we talked about last week to be a homeowner and not everyone has that interest. Like some people want to travel. Some people don't want to worry about anything, you know, anything to do with the property or anything like that, but certainly setting up that early, um, you know, savings plans and, and kind of working towards that is, is crucial talked about to get that foot in the door that's the biggest impediment really yeah and some of the things that uh that are worth noting and i mean we're obviously not uh this isn't official financial advice uh you know we're not uh, don't hold this to hold us to this but there are a lot of really good programs like you know the the first time home buyers plan with your rsps is an amazing program where if you start at you know 25 or even 30 years old you know and in kind of your beginning of your career your working career um if you save for four or five years you can easily have a down payment to you know with with just general expenses you know a little bit of a little bit of debt uh a little bit aside for savings obviously groceries and and so on and so forth uh it is possible to do that uh and with an rsp like if you have if you contribute money into your rsp if you if you're say making fifty thousand dollars a year and you put five thousand dollars into your rsp your income is reduced dollar for dollar. So if you put in $5,000 into your RSP, your income is now reduced to $45,000 on paper, which means that you will very likely get a tax return, like a credit as well on your taxes because you're, you've been overtaxed now because you, you know, you've been taxed at 50,000, but you've made a contribution to your RSP. So now your income has been reduced. So now you get some of those taxes back because you've, you've basically overpaid, right? So you, there's kind of, there's benefits from a tax perspective while you're saving and then also once you have the money saved you can withdraw it without paying any additional kind of withholding tax to take that money back out of your rsp mm-hmm. it's, yeah. you know, it's complicated but it makes sense uh, it's, it's yeah. i mean it, it, i know i'm making it sound very simple and i mean i've been obviously advising on uh, rsps for the last 15 years uh, yeah, exactly. well, prior to getting into mortgages but um but basically if you, you know if you put money aside it, it compounds very quickly over time, even like I said, four or five years. And while you're putting that money aside, you're getting additional kind of financial benefits as well, just by having that discipline of, of putting that money aside. You know, I have a, uh, sorry, to, I saw you about to go there, Dave. Uh, Jocko Willink, who's a, a former uh, Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL and so on. He's got probably a book a lot of our listeners have probably heard of him. Um, he has a quote that, you know, discipline equals freedom. And I often find myself kind of reminding myself of that, um, both when, you know, exercising or even just when I've got my head down working. It's like, you know, the, when you put the discipline into something, most people think that that means you don't get to have the fun and, you know, it, it kind of ruins everything, but it actually creates the freedom to be able to, you know, if, you, if you're financially disciplined, it gives you the freedom to be able to spend the money you want on whatever you want because you have it. You know, if you're yeah. uh, disciplined with your eating, then you have the freedom to eat whatever you want on that given occasion because you're, you're 
you know, you're normally disciplined. So it kind of creates that freedom by being disciplined. That's the same thing. You know, if you're disciplined with your finances in five years, you have the freedom of, of that home ownership, right. And not, uh, not having to rent. And the thing about discipline is that it becomes fun because after you become disciplined, when you can have the fun after that, Mm -hmm. right. That's what Mm -hmm. you're saying. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to say, like, to Paul's, to Paul's point about savings and everything, that, you know, there are, you know, it doesn't, it, they don't need to be things that, you know, kind of dip in, you know, become a drag on, you know, your fun, like you were saying. But, you know, simple things like that I found is, you know, you can go, any bank has the option where, you know, every time you use your debit card, you can have a certain dollar amount transferred to another account. So, you know, you're every time you're using it to buy gas or anything like that at every day or whatever it may be, whenever you use it, they're transferring an extra, you know, some people do $2, some do five, you know, whatever it may be, whatever you can maybe fit, but it's like small little increments that you don't really notice, but do add up over time um, that you can have going to an account that you don't have access to or visibility on, you know, and it, it, you know, $5 every time you're using your debit card, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but over, you know, if you're using it over a week, you know, five times, you know, that's pretty nominal. You're, you know, adding $25 a week to your savings. They're not probably not really noticing Mm -hmm. Uh, or, or just setting up those auto transfers. Um, you know, you get paid bi-weekly the day after pay, just setting, like having, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever, maybe going into that savings account where it just becomes automated. And once it's, you're not having to physically make that transfer, uh, people, you know, people are a lot more successful and helps to build that discipline. I, uh, sorry, there's an app that came out a couple of years ago called Milo. I'm just reading about it now, but it changed to Mocha. And mm-hmm. what, they, what they do is uh, you connect with it and you save, like it rounds up. So if you buy a cup of coffee and like a, a, a bagel or something, it's three they'll round it up to four bucks. Mm-hmm. So you get 75 cents in your Mocha account and you don't even really notice it, right? They do yeah. small stuff like that. And then you have access to it when you need it. So you can set your own goals and take the money out when you want it. But that's a, I think that's a pretty cool app, especially because it's not directly in your bank. So you can't see it really. Is it, is, it, right? is it mocha like the drink or is it like m-o-k-a or what's it's the M-O- uh, m-o-k-a yeah okay we should we'll put it in the notes i think you connect your credit cards even to that one too right like so, for yeah. Purchase. yeah so it's, i um i bank with rbc too and they have a what's called a find and save so they actually will look at your behaviors over the month and based on the balance that you have in your account they kind of know how much you put a lot to savings and they transfer it like a certain amount per day into your savings account based on your kind of spending habits and so on. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I mean you know, they might over contribute. Sometimes they, they, they'll ship 50 bucks on a day and I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, hold on. Let's slow it down. Uh, you know, but it is like, you know, it's in the case like that, it's just in an account, like another savings account mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you need access to. But again, it's just, it's just small things where when it's out of your main checking account, you know, that's the main number, you know, that's typically what people look at when it's out of there, you know, you're not really looking at for me. I, you know, I'm with TD, I get an, you know, it's just an auto transfer. Every time I use my debit into a TFSA, you know, every week I've got a pre-authorized amount that goes into a savings account. You know, it's just things that, you know, I'll, I'll contribute additionally, but it's just those automated things that, you know, it's just, it's done for you. You don't have to kind of think about it, which yeah. I find is like the biggest, uh, for sure. Know, most important for people. But, so, I put together um, I put together a little infograph earlier just to kind of 
show our, uh, our viewers and listeners, I guess viewers, because listeners would have a hard time seeing it, um, our viewers, uh, what it would look like, uh, kind of a story to home ownership. So I kind of used, um, you know, a couple, um, you know, both just graduating from post-secondary, uh, you know, making minimum wage. So, you know, $35,000 a year, uh, that gives them a household income of $70,000. So, uh, you know, we scrolled down. So based on 70,000, which I think is, you know, as a household for two individuals is a, is a conservative number. I'm basing it on the minimum income. So if we just scroll down a bit, uh, to the next box. So this is uh rent and shelter costs. So again, I mean, this, this varies. Some people are obviously a, a lot more minimalist than, than others. And some people don't need, uh, you know, they can live in a one bedroom. Uh, you know, some people want the extra den or whatever. I kind of, put at the higher end of, of a young couple and, and said, you know, $2,000 a month, which equates to uh, $24,000 a year or, or roughly about, you know, 30%, um, just 30% of their total income is going to their shelter. Um, and then the next section here, I have kind of savings towards a home. So, you know, if you're using an RSP contribution, which I think is again, the best way personally, I think to save for your, for your down payment, just because of, as I said, there's, there's many other tax benefits to it. And the program is there specifically for this purpose. Um, so if you put $500 a month, which is $250 per person into an RSP, uh, that works out to be $6,000 a year towards saving. And I'm assuming a 5% return, which, you know, if you put it into a, any sort of real, you know, mutual fund or managed fund at your bank, 5%, I think is a, you know, if you put it anyways, I'm not going to give advice, but I think you can get 5% comfortably. Um, and then scroll down the existing loans and debts. Again, I put this on the higher end because I want to be very conservative on, on what we're looking at here. Uh, so most people I said, um, usually have some sort of retail consumer debt or even student loans. So I, I estimate about a thousand dollars a month total here. So you can see that's actually double the savings amount going towards debt right now. Uh, and that works out to be about $12,000 a year. And then the last section is obviously, you know, I mean, there's obviously going to be, they don't get all that money you take home. There's going to be taxes associated. They have obviously, you know, groceries, gas, cell phone, uh, utilities, all other life expenses. Uh, so for that, I scroll down, I think it was about 26,000 left over, 28,000 left over. So, you know, that there's a whole bunch of stuff mixed into that 20,000, but just based on that $6,000 a year, you know, if they start at 25 years old or 24 years old, by the time they hit 30, they have 34,000 saved and that at 5% down allows them to buy up to a $680,000 home, assuming they qualify and their income increases and whatever. And I'm not saying they buy 680, but I'm saying, you know, it gives you even 10% on a $340,000 home. You have your down payment there. You have everything mm -hmm. you need to buy a house within mm -hmm. five years. And and then really that's only at putting 250 a month aside. Right. You know, um, cool. and, and really, you know, in your example, which is, you know, fantastic is uh, it's also, that's also assuming debt repayment of a thousand dollars a month. If somebody, you know, happens to not have debt, you know, you were able to pay your, pay your way through school, you, you know, you went to school in town, that sort of thing, you know, maybe you can allocate even more than 250 a month and you can, you know, maybe allocate 500 a month and you've short and you've been shortened up from five years to two and a half years. And a thousand dollars, that's, that's $60,000 in debt payment. So, I mean, that would be, you know, 50,000, $50,000 in debt at 10% interest over five years completely paid off, you know? So you have, or at least like paid covered, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of debt repayment. So I, like I said, I, I was very, and that's minimum wage income. You know, I'm not even, mm -hmm. I'm not even putting in, you know, if you're a, a single, you know, if you're two people in the government making, you know, 50, 60,000 each, those numbers almost double, you know? So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of room there if you have the right plan and you kind of understand I, I really the, the, the impression I want to give people or the, what I want people to be left with is that the idea that 
it is possible to buy a house if you want to. Like we kind of leading off where we or starting off where we left off last week. Um, you know, we're telling people not everyone wants to buy a home, but if it is in your goals to buy a house, it's possible. You just have to kind of know where you are now with your finances, get that additional discipline. And again, you might not even know where to start. So you might be disciplined, but you're just putting the money in the wrong places. Right. So it's really just a matter of understanding where you can get the money to save, to get that down payment within, it could be a five-year window, but like they said, if you get a raise or if you're, you know, you get uh, some sort of small inheritance or whatever bonus at work, you can make that five years into four years, three years. And, you know, if you have that goal of buying a house, you have to set the goal. You got to know where you want to go to get there. You can't just, if you're just, kind of hoping one day you buy a house, it, it's going to be a long time. If you have a plan of five years, you can see the roadmap and you know exactly in five years from today and in 2025, we'll be able to buy a house, you know? So and that's what I say to everybody when they, you know, start the process. They're like, oh, we're about a year out. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm making sure you talk to a mortgage specialist now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, we'll do it more. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, when you're ready, you're going to want to buy a house and you're not going to be ready. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do it now and then you can plan properly. And there's always I, things yeah. that come up on someone's credit bureau or oh, like, there's just always surprises. So, and people, some people are just like, they're lazy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're obviously just half-assing it. And I hate it. I hear it all the time. I'm just like, you know, you know, and then of course it comes time to like, we want this house. I'm like, well, did you talk to your lender? No. Do you know what you want? Well, we think 400. Well, no, I'm, I can't help you. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to them because I'm not doing anything until we know what you can afford. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, it's, it's something as Paul was saying and, and yourself, you know, it really comes down to discipline, yeah. you know, um, being disciplined in your savings and what you want to accomplish, you know, finding out where you're, you know, in, you might not, you might be at zero savings and getting, you know, your career started. Like Paul was using this as this example, find out what your numbers are based on your income. Now, what could you qualify for? Great. That's your, that's your target right now of what you need to save for, you know, based on 5% down of that, you know, max. And, uh, you know, how do you accomplish that in, you know, two years, three years, five years, like what do you need to be setting aside, you know, without any, without any return, return on your investment, just what do you need to set aside, uh, in savings and try, you know, try things like these, uh, like Milo, like you were saying, or Mocha or whatever it is, or, or some of these just automated savings plans, cause they're, they're crucial. Yeah. So let's use a different, use a different scenario. Let's use a, you know, a 35 year old that, uh, you know, has 45, $50,000 in consumer debt and makes 80, $90,000 a year. And again, thinks they're never going to buy a house. Well, if they haven't contributed to their RSP, they can use the exact same savings plan, pay off that, you know, pay 60,000 towards their debt over the next five years. They buy a house at 500,000 in five years with no debt and, and they're 35,000 in savings. And then if you use that same graph that we had last week, if you fast forward five more years, now they have a hundred thousand dollars in savings just in the equity in their home, plus the additional appreciation in their house, which we estimated another fifty thousand dollars. So, you know, they go from today being fifty thousand dollars in debt and feeling like they're and zero savings, thinking that they're never gonna own a home, to in ten years having two hundred thousand dollars in like a two hundred thousand dollar net swing in their in their net worth. You know, it's that that's that's the reality of how quickly you can change your own personal financial situation if you focus on it, um, and you just change your behaviors, right? And it, and it starts right now. It's like the next time you go to the grocery store, instead of you know spending five hundred dollars or going to the restaurant or whatever it is that is your vice. Maybe it's cigarettes or booze or you know everyone has their own gambling. I mean, who knows? Maybe you go shopping too much. I mean, everyone spends money on things they don't need to spend money on. Um, 
and that might just be, they may not even notice they're spending it. They're just running up a, a credit card, uh, thinking well, I'll pay it later. And then that credit card is the reason they can't buy the house. So it's all, it's like every dollar you spend, every dollar that's leaving your pocket and going somewhere else is, is hurting or helping you in some way, right? Financially. And it's just like that, but you just got to shift that mindset of what it, well, like I said, what's your goal. And as soon as you have that goal of I'm going to buy a house in four years or five years and you believe it, I think mm-hmm. your, your behavior has changed because now you're motivated and you see the carrot at the end of the stick that now I can actually get this and I'll be able to achieve that goal that I want to achieve. Right. Discipline focus. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting here today. The DF. The DF. Paul's available as a life coach too, if needed. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll send you weekly uh... <laughs> mood boost. Yeah. yeah. Weekly financial tips. It is very, very motivating. Paul's uh, yeah. Paul's on fire right now. It's very, very it's good. My, it's my pre wrap up run. That must be. I'm gonna have to do that every week now. I'm. <laughs> your your post wrap up run. Your pre wrap up run. Pre pre wrap up. See what happened yeah. to me today? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, Greg, you said you're having uh, a lot of conditions flying in on offers now. Yeah, this week or more. We touched on it a bit last week. You know, I I want to I kind of want to let everybody know. Uh, because there are some people that watch or that are just getting into the scene. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't even know what conditions are or what type of conditions there are, whether you're uh, a new agent that has never submitted an offer with condition because you just joined the, the business when it was just like sign away and win, win, win. Um, or you're just getting, getting new and, and everyone you talk to says you can't submit with conditions, yeah. but you know, the standard conditions, as you guys know, it's financing and appraisal, um, home inspection. If, if you're in the, if you're in a rural property, if you're at a rural property, um, you know, septic, well and septic water test. Um, and if you're in a condominium standard is, uh, you know, status certificate where they review the status of the condominium, what's going on. Uh, if anything is, is coming up in terms of special assessments or work to be done. And, you know, you submit an offer with these conditions and usually have anywhere from five days to uh, 10 days to review the condition. So I'm seeing them. I'm seeing them a lot now. I submitted one the other day with all of those. Well, sorry, not, not, it was a rural property, but we put everything in and uh, you know, it, it wasn't accepted. That was a, it's a whole other story. It was, it came down to pricing. Actually, it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm interested. To, um, well, that's interesting feedback because I, I had a, a realtor call me this week in a panic uh, because she was saying, you know, definitively that she was not going to win this offer unless she went in no conditions. Right. And it's just like, I feel like there's um, like everyone is experiencing different, different things, right. With their offers. It's like, it obviously depends on the area of the city and so on, but yeah. I think it really is like the price range. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of factors. I mean, I know there's some properties that are still going. Like, there's a couple row homes out my way that they still sold for sixty thousand over list last week. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple offers, even though it was only only a couple. But uh, I'm just, you know, overall it's changing. And I think I think you guys probably saw the new stats. We didn't get into that though. But up 34 percent in October overall. Up wow. in terms of sales, and but condos are oh, number of sales. Yeah, but condos are actually. Um, they're, uh, oh gosh, what was the, uh, what was the number down on it? 12. Yeah, they're down. Da- I read they're down. Da- I think it was 15% down or something yeah. like that. So that's. Not their prices, not their prices. The no, number. Just the number. The number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's more, there's way more inventory coming out, which is obviously going to cause prices to kind of sit 
which uh, which I think is good because I know a lot of buyers that actually we were working with uh, Paul. There was a couple that were just kind of like they stopped mm-hmm. because they couldn't to get what they wanted at the price. They're like, "Do you think it's going to stop?" I'm like, "I I don't know," but now it's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it. Like, there's buildings that have multiple units for sale. Uh, I've seen a couple price reductions. So, um, I mean, you know, it's like everybody's been saying when when it slows down, when the market crashes. Yeah. I mean, clearly, it's not crashing. But uh, yeah. you know, you're seeing elements of pause and uh, it's buyer yeah. and buyer behaviors shifting. Like it's people who live in a condo or like a one bedroom in a den are now realizing, well, we're going to be permanently working from home. So now they're wanting a townhome, right. and so they're looking, you know, instead of downtown, they're looking outside and like, or they're you know from a townhome to a bigger home, so they can have two home offices or a home gym, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, I'd imagine the downtown condo market is, uh, slowed a bit. Like, I I mean, I I wouldn't be looking unless you're looking at for a straight Airbnb, which again are hurting right now. Um, yeah, just, um, that's what I'm saying. There's like, there's new new listings coming out in uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of the buildings and some of them are sitting. So Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see, I mean, it's not going to be the same as what it was. I don't know. I can't remember how many years ago that was maybe seven years ago when the condos really took a big hit, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's slowing down. And I mean, there's still a lot going up, so, uh, there's no talent. And, and, and I would say slowing down as in it's, you know, there's not even, there's probably not even a month's worth of inventory on the market. Right. It's, it's slowing down for or like It's slowing down from like one week of inventory yeah. to, you know, like, yeah. I think a balanced market is what three or four, yeah, uh, six months of inventory or something like that is like a balanced market. Um, yeah, it's, you're right. It's decreasing from what we've been used to for the last yeah. one. It's just from everyone's yeah. pants on fire yeah. and yeah. Yeah. two days of inventory. So, 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 you get a house. You get a house. You get a house. Exactly. So it's true. It's all. It's all relative, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah but I mean, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, so, so for yourself, I mean, there's specific areas that you're seeing are, you know, continuing to be just as busy as they were. Like, I mean, I assume all the suburbs, I mean, overall, the whole city is still, it's, it's going, you know, like I, I have, I have clients working in every part of the city or, you know, we have agents working. So I hear all the stories and it's the same thing. It's like some people are, you know, they're in a scenario where they're able to submit offers with conditions and others are just like multiple offers. It just depends mm-hmm. on the property. But yeah, the suburbs are still hot. They're, I mean, and anywhere from that, you know, that 300 to 450, 500 range is like still, you know, it's still the sweet spot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, got, I, got, I got a good story for you, though. Um, so there's this property. And we submitted it was seven fifty. It was on seven fifty for a month. So me and my guys, we went in. Uh, it, it dropped down to six six ninety nine nine. So seven hundred. So dropped fifty k after thirty days. So we're like, sweet. Now they can buy it. They're good up to seven twenty. So we're like, okay, let's let's go check it out. And uh, so we go in and we see it. It's like perfect, perfect house. Submit an offer. Ten uh, k under list with conditions. They counter back at seven ninety. A hundred thousand over counter, and they were on for thirty days at seven fifty. Oh. Like I mean, you know, the agent sends it back to me. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? And he's like, well, can you can you counter? And I'm like, well, no, because we don't even qualify. 
I'm like, the only reason we're looking at this is because they can afford it at the price it's listed at. <laughs> or just a little, I'm like, I can get you maybe a little bit more, but you know, not, I'm not a hundred thousand over our offer when you just dropped it 50,000, like totally backwards. Right. And, and no other offer in on this property so, and no other offer. And it's still sitting. And, that sounds- and here's the kicker. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into details because that would not be cool. This is the lowest commission paying property I've ever seen in the history of, of regular real estate brokerages in Ottawa. So what they're paying out is very low. And I don't care because I, you know, I'm with my buyers. I'm just like, if this is the house you want, whatever. But we all know there's a lot of agents out there that won't even show it. So now I'm sitting here thinking like, is the reason it's not selling is because there's a lot of agents who are like, I'm not showing that. They want their 2% or the 2.5, which is crazy as well. Anyways, it was, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's obviously a, uh, like an issue with that, you know, and again, not to, in, you know, no name to name names or, or brokerages or anything like that, but, but clearly there's an issue where that realtor that was listing the property is, you know, pr- either promise those clients incorrectly, like promise them all, right. we'll get it over ask, or we're going to, you know, to the moon. So they're somehow trying to manufacture a, an over original yeah. app, over original list price, which is, you know, You've got no other offers. Why the hell would you pay? It's hilarious. And my guys are like, they're like, so what do we do? And I'm like, well, we wait a week. If it's still on the market, we go back full price and hopefully you get the house. <laughs> wow. you, go, you go back to the offer lower than the original one. It's so <laughs> weird, man. Like, there's so many funny things going on in real estate right now. I love it, actually. Lots of, <laughs> lots of great stories. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Shall we move on to the mood boost? What do you think? Do it. Boost me up, wrap, bud. Wrap it up. We do talked. Uh, we talked before the show too about maybe uh, post mood boost doing a uh, Greg song of the week. Hey, eh? uh, oh, yeah. uh, a musical, a musical choice from the one and only Big Stuff. I've got some good songs. A Grammy or sorry, not uh, um, Juno winner. Juno, my God, I was like <laughs> Grammy Juno nominee. Juno nominee. Juno nominee and Juno. judge. winner. Are you still a judge? No, I've been a I've been a Juno judge four times. Yeah, I mean, let's just say we got the right man for the job. If we're gonna have a song of the week, you know, I can I can I can do that. I can give you. Yeah. All right. Mood boosts boost are incredible this week again. Um, I apologize. Last week they were they were spectacular. They were amazing, uh, but nobody heard them. And actually, we came back again just for the mood boost. Nobody heard them again. Yeah. So I posted them on our story. So hopefully people saw them, but saw we'll have to wait till next year, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. My ex-wife still misses me. But you know what? Her aim is getting better. <laughs> what? What did the sarcastic otter say to his beaver friend? I think you've got me confused with someone who builds a dam. <laughs> the, the sarcastic otter. <laughs> lots of those around. They're very neighborly. I, I'm trying to visualize the sarcastic otter. Did I, did I tell you I had an otter on my deck? I think I told you this on one of the wrap-ups. Yeah. Full-blown one outside. Thought it was a skunk. Otter. Popped up on a chair. Uff. F an otter. otter pops up on my deck like six feet long. And I was just 
baffled. Anyways, very sarcastic too when he talked to me. Um, <laughs> last but not least, eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. Uh, the only plants that are named after what they would be. Sorry, eucalyptus. The only plant that is named after what they would say if they were pruned. Eucalyptus. Oh wow! 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 You got your little, your little, uh, your little cute kitties there behind you, there, bud. That's my stickle prints. Stickle prints. Stickle prints. You want to say what up? No, she's chilling. She's hunting for that otter. She wants that otter. Yeah, she's sarcastic otter. I'll get her. And she actually, yeah, eucalyptus, hibiscus, any any sort of plant, she'll demolish it. She was probably going for a snack there until I saw her. So, anyways, till next week. I digress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So next week we'll be back live. Obviously, this is uh, you know pre-recorded. If you didn't know, now you know. Um, <laughs> we recorded this Thursday afternoon, but uh, we'll be back Friday live. And um, you know, I'm listening to myself right now, so I'll probably type something in the comments to this effect. <laughs> when I'm watching it. Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts? So what's up for the weekend? What's good? No, you know, I'm uh, having some uh, couple couple in our bubble coming over, you know, bu- bubbling up, and uh, that's about it. Showing some properties. Um, gonna take a little uh, family day Sunday and uh, hang out with the ladies. That's uh-huh. about it. Yeah, pretty chill. Sweet. What do you guys? Up Gorgeous weather this weekend yeah. and next week, so I uh, I definitely pursue myself on a patio. Uh, yeah, it's mandatory. I have to include that. Yeah. In the patio Restaur- Restaurants and gyms are opening up again indoors starting, uh, I believe, Sunday, which is amazing in Ottawa. So, um, you know, go out and support your local businesses if you're in Ottawa. And um, yeah, we'll be back mm-hmm. next week live. Yeah. Support them. We've been really hurting this week with the cold weather and uh, and their patio situation. So if you're uh, if you if you have it in your budget, uh, support them and uh, get those patios. Take a little bit out of that savings. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Alaska, <laughs> terrible financial advisors. Tomorrow, you can start tomorrow. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, later. Peace. The Friday Wrap-Up, brought to you by Blue Panda Realty, ReferralMortgages.com, and Stephen Hopkins' video, No Flash.